I'm Bo Tamison Bennett, and this is YG2K News. As of this episode's posting, the Writers Guild of America has been on strike for 98 days, and the Stage Actors Guild for 25 days. The LA Board of Supervisors sent a letter to the AMPTP asking them to return to negotiations and end the strike. This is only possible if the studios return to discussions in good faith. This is not the first government body to request the studios come back to negotiation tables again. They have now been urged by both city and county to get their shit together. On Friday, August 4th, the AMPTP and WGA finally returned to discussions. Hold your hopes that the strike will be over soon. This meeting was more about discussing future meetings than making headway. Remember to be critical of rumors that you hear at this time, as medias owned by the AMPTP are read primarily the ones that reporting. Misleading headlines, such as the claims Warner Brothers Discovery saved $100 million after a disastrous second quarter, despite the fact that they haven't been paying employees for three months, are abound after the AMPTP requested a media blackout. This bombardment prompted the WGA to release an email clarifying their communications department was being contacted by reporters during the meeting about allegedly studio-leaked rumors. As of now, we do not know when and if meetings will resume. NBC Universal finally repaired sidewalks torn up what at the start of strikes after receiving official grievances for putting protesters and citizens in danger. Pickets in that location have resumed and any yet willing and able are encouraged to join. Many big listers that have been in the news for donating to the SAG strike fund. These donators of a million dollars or more include George and Amal Clooney, Nicole Kidman, Julia Roberts, Oprah Winfrey, and many, many more. This will result in a solid six months of funding for lower-income members. Studios are also coming under fire after posting job listings for AI-related positions and having already yet scanned actors' biometric data without permission or compensation in shows such as WandaVision, showing how long and thoroughly they have planned this move. 5,000 TV commercial production workers have officially unionized under IATSE, along with VFX workers at Marvel. The WGA has also begun a push to bring animation writers, a greatly exploited demographic of workers, under the union. South Korean actors are also meeting with Netflix to discuss better pay. For an idea of how bad it is, actors of the hit show Squid Game have come out to discuss that their contracts did not include residuals for the hit show. Once again, for all guidelines, rules, questions, please visit the WGA and SAG-AFTRA's sites listed in the show notes. These are the first and foremost resources for accurate information in regards to strikes. With YG2K News, I'm Bo Tamison Bennett, signing off. Up next, a roundtable discussion of the 1999 remake of the Martin Scorsese cult classic, Goncharov. Trigger warning for discussion of toxic and abusive relationships, suicide, and assault. Welcome back to You Got to Know. I'm Bo. I'm Rat. And I am the unknowable guest. And we have returned. We have returned am, to uh, Gonch again. We get to talk about Goncharov 1999. Goncharov rides I, again. Okay. Ow. Because, I just punched my knee so hard because we don't have a table this time. <laughs> I love you so much, dude. I'm doing my best. I have so much swag, I literally just can't <laughs> contain it. At least this time, no one will have to be subjected to me yeeting my phone against the corner of the table. Yeah. Rip to your phone. <laughs> Thankfully, we started recording after my dog levitated yeah. over your laptop. <laughs> and just oh my God. dumped my freaking liquid everywhere. All my liquid. Like, I, I barely managed to get the lid onto the top of the bottle before the beast happened. Rip, my dude. But it is time. It is time. I- Okay. Ha. 
Because there are some movies that for some reason I never get around to or I can just never find. Mirror Mask for a long time was that way before we finally watched it together yeah. like, a couple years ago. That are just like the whisper. And there are some that to this day I still have not watched. Gontra of what, 1999 is one of those until today. That was how I felt <sighs> about the first one. The second one I had never even seen before. But the first one was... My mirror mask for you. I didn't even know that the second one existed for a really long time. I am surprised that you had not seen it before because you're my resident connoisseur of 90s uh, media. I searched yeah. for it for many years, and it wasn't until the Renaissance yeah. that, like, I was able... I spent years searching. It's the not a, It's not a name you can just guess. So unless from. you know what it's called, you, you yeah. can't just search it up and find it. And or also you get like, other stuff that's like kind of it, but not yeah. it. Yeah, because like if you go looking for it, most of the time you're gonna find the original. Because mm -hmm. when people like think Gontrov, they're gonna think the original because this one was like, huh. This one I don't think even had a like. Here comes the I wonder if the mic can pick up the Hello, dog. Boy. He um I don't think he can open the door with the cone on. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> At worst he's gonna go eat all the cat food. <laughs> yeah. Criminal. I did uh, miss part of the uh, 1999 movie, uh, because I was watching it on the bed, and I have, like, a little laptop yeah. tray table thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. As you do. But he wanted to cuddle, except now that he's wearing the cone. Oh, no. When he puts his head on my chest, which is normally so cute, I just had to <laughs> try to dish. peek around the satellite dish. Just flatten oh, the disc onto his head, or the dish onto his head so you can see over him. Okay, <laughs> because, here's the thing, okay, okay, one of my favorite movies ever is Bound by the Wachowskis. We have watched that before. We watched it together in mm -hmm. movie night. It, 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 yeah. Um, so that came out, was a seminal piece of butch femme romance um, by the Wachowski sisters. And then like fast forward to 19, like 97, 98. I don't know when exactly the deal went down. They ended up getting their hands on Goncharov, the Goncharov remake. It could not oh have been anyone else. <laughs> Listen, okay, the cast is stacked. We finished with it last time. We are going to start <laughs> now because everyone, like, knows the original. Filling in Robert De Niro's shoes as Gontrov is Javier Bardem. I've always had a soft spot for him. <sighs> I don't entirely want to explain a big cornerstone of that. <laughs> um, but I gotta say, I really liked him as Goncharov. And in some ways, I feel like it was almost a prototype of the villain that he would later play in, was it Skyfall? Uh, no. No. Because, you know, no. The Bond movie that he was yeah, in. He was the villain in a Bond movie. I don't think it was the one I saw. But it was like a, he, it felt like he was a prototype mm -hmm, for that mm -hmm. almost. Like, he had to play Goncharov, and then he could be a Bond villain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then, of course, we have to talk about Andre if we're going to talk about Goncharov, because Andre. <laughs> is played by Robert Downey Jr. And he is such a baby face. Oh my god! It's, like, it's so weird to see him oh, as a baby. I, cause wait, I was didn't even recognize him. Yeah. The two of them, because, okay, this movie puts so much more attention on, like, the romance and, well, quote-unquote romance. Mm -hmm. It's all just drama. <laughs> of course it's pure and simple drama. But the two of them, when Andrea and Gontrov are on screen... Oh my god. ...are, like, that, like, I... Man, listen, those two are intense. Mm -hmm. It really captured the energy of there is drama. Yeah, because Robert De Niro. <laughs> I we're gonna be doing this because we've got Robert Downey Jr. and we've got Robert De Niro. It's gonna happen. <sighs> Which Robbie D is it? Who knows? Who knows? Robbie D Jr. <laughs> um, he's great at playing a little. <laughs> and like Andre, Andre, I'm just gonna stick with Andre. I don't fucking know which one it is, but Andre is like a little in his own way. So you put Andre in the hands of Robert, Robbie D Jr. Because <laughs> if I don't call him that, I'm gonna fuck up. <laughs> 
Like, just the energy there made for some very punchable faces. Yes! It was just so, just, (laughs) kind of vibe. Like, actually. Like, there is so much, like, teasing. There is so much just begging for someone to try. There was just so much, oh, you. Because. With a clenched fist on the hip. (laughs) Because, like, it's. He's far more the sugar baby, Andre, than, oh, yeah. <laughs> than he is the loving husband, Andre. Well, and Javier Bardem is so physically imposing yeah. next to Robert Downey Jr., especially Robert Downey Jr. during his yeah. twink phase. And then you have him with Mario being played by Antonio Benderes. As a Shrek kid, this jump scared me. This jump Listen, scared me. Man. Of course. The voice f***ing jump scared me. Oh, meanwhile, all I can think is, like, Spy Kids. Yeah, Spy Kids was the only or thing interview in with a va- actually Interview with a Vampire. I didn't God, remember I enough of yeah. Spy Kids oh for God. that to be what jump-scared me. I'm pretty sure the only one I haven't seen is the Jessica Alba one. I, I think I only watched the first one. It was just on when I was, like... I know. Guess what we're gonna watch. Oh, no. But honestly, watching this made me wish that Ricardo... Speaking of Spy Kids, by yeah. the way, <laughs> yeah. that Ricardo Montalban had played yes. Mario in the oh original Gontaram because I love his mm-hmm. work and he would have been so good. So then we could have had a Spy Kids universe <laughs> oh connected to the Gontaram universe. Meant to be. I, I've connected the you. dots. You've connected nothing. Connected them. <laughs> I did hear that Raul Julia had been in the running. Yeah. And I wish he was. And it also makes me wonder if Goncharov 2.0 had been in development hell because he did die like mm-hmm. five years before yeah. the remake came out. But yet there's that little blurb on the Wikipedia mm-hmm. page that's like he was considered for Marco. Yeah. Mario. Mario. <laughs> Marco. I don't know where are these names. I have infected the group. You have. I am so sorry. But I just wonder what that development hell was like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, uh, who was Katya, though? I. That's the thing. I keep waiting, like, do I want to build up to this, or should I just say it? Because it... it but it's Angelina Jolie! Uh, it's Angelina Jolie! Oh, that's why she looks so familiar. I knew what Angelina Jolie's yeah, face because, looked like when I was a yeah, kid. Because magazines. Yeah. Because that's the thing, is, like, they, she has, I don't know if she's wearing a wig or if, like, they committed to bleaching her hair, but she went blonde for the role, like Sybil Shepard I was. think it was a wig. Yeah. Because her Either hair way, was, it was really dark at that it time. It was so gorgeous, though. Like, props to the wig mm-hmm. department. She was, and that was when she was so badass. Yeah. Because, God, I think she was only, like, 23, 24. Mm-hmm. And, oh my god. I mean, it was like, it wasn't like a breakout role for her, I think. But it was Javier Bardem's, one of his breaks into American cinema. Mm -hmm. And the two of them, Javier Bardem and Angelina Jolie, playing a mafia couple. They really just, they really, it was just such a no-holds-barred casting, like. And then you throw in the fact that they're in this weird, like, love cube hexagon thing. Love with, polyhedron. <laughs> with Antonio Benderes, Robbie D. Jr., <laughs> and Gina Gershon! Like, who is Sophia! Whose idea was this? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just feral over this movie. Oh, I know. I, I can feel the screaming goat within me. It's been rattling around in your brain for so long. And you know the saddest part to me? The only hmm. sad part to me about Angelina Jolie being cast in this? Yeah. Is that, remember that red backless dress that she was in? <gasps> yes! It kills me that that was before she got that mm. tiger tattoo on her lower back. Oh like my that god. Huge, yeah. oh. Can you but also they probably would have had to cover it. Yeah, but can it's you true. imagine? It's such like, a cool tattoo though. Can you imagine? Tiger tattoo! Yeah. Why Just... would they rob Katya of the tiger tattoo? Unfortunately, she got it in 2004. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, oh, that would have been so cool. Because mm-hmm. when I was watching it, I was like, did they just make up her entire back? But no, she didn't have it yeah. yet. I want to see somebody draw Katya with the tiger tattoo. Please. Please. Somebody. Please. 
with the backless dress and the tiger tattoo. It would be so. And at least they gave her good hair when mm -hmm. some of her other earlier movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Like Girl Interrupted and whatever that hacker one was where she had the micro bangs. I, I will defend Girl Interrupted to my death. It's a good movie, but her hair is awful. It's fight, fine. fight, 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 fight. She looks fine. Fight, 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 fight. <laughs> But the microbangs in Hackers cannot I will give be you excused. That. I will give you that. There are some sins that cannot be no. forgiven. As a former wearer of microbangs, against my will. I'm so sorry, bro. It was before I knew how to cut hair. Yeah. I was like 10. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry, bro. You had to be a child around other children, and you had microbangs. At least it happened over the summer. Oh, God, that's I good. got at least like two or three months of growth. But they really just, like, mm -hmm. the costume department. Oh, my God. They knew exactly how to dress. Yes. They people. really did. Because, like, they all look amazing. Because, okay, okay, okay. Last few. Valerie, Katya's brother, is played by Eric Roberts. You guys have seen him. The Doctor Who movie, he was the master. Oh, yeah, oh, that guy. Yeah, he, he was the one with the snake eyes. He oh, was, like, yeah. spitting at people. Um... <laughs> Genuinely, the only thing I remember about the master is that f***ed up cape he wore. Listen! Look, there are bank robbers who wear really ugly hats so that people don't remember what their faces are. And this was just the movie costume version of that. I remember the cape. I also may have been drunk when we were watching it. As someone who is like, currently trying to plan that out to cosplay, f*** you. <laughs> well, you need an ugly distracting cape. Obviously. What are you trying it's to say? It's not even ugly. It's just really distinctive, so it draws it's, your eye. It's a look. This is the one movie where, like, I genuinely pay attention to Valerie. It is purely because I love Eric Roberts in Doctor <laughs> Who movie, which then just leaves us with Ice Pick Joe, played by the one, the only, John Malkovich. Oh, yeah. The first this was a thing, good ice pick, Joe. The first thing that I ever saw John Malkovich in was that Man in the Iron Mask movie, so I always see him as a musketeer. That's so delightful. in the back of my head while I was seeing Ice Pick Joe, I was like, where is he gonna get out a rapier? <laughs> I actually can't remember ever watching him in something before. I genuinely can't. Look, I value him a lot as like an artist. Yeah. I think he's a really cool I I guess auteur could be ascribed to him yeah his style of absurdism is not my thing i, I can't sit through being john malkovich because i was gonna say like i first of all i didn't i have never seen that movie i did not know the plot until one day i decided to look it up on google but also because of that movie i thought he was a fictional character until i was like 24 <laughs> look you're not that far off he's an interesting guy but like because i i swear i've had to have seen him in something but I cannot remember for the life of me what it was, or like when it was, or what the fuck ever. Oh my god, he was in Con Air. I think that's I, one of those like I'm, insane, I yeah, Nick watched, Cage movies. Yeah, oh, I yeah. almost watched it because of Homestuck. I I never watched it because I haven't actually watched any Nick Cage movies, but they've been on my list. You've never watched National Treasures? No, I've never watched. <gasps> what National the. I can't talk to you anymore. I've never watched the, a Nick Cage movie. You never got to play the DVD games. No, I didn't. Oh my god, I remember those. Oh my god, we've gone 22 minutes and we haven't gone to the actual movie. Because but it's, also, like, it's basically yeah. the same. Yeah. It is, they just, there's more drama. Yeah. There's the same amount of Chekhov's guns, but yeah. yet they crammed more soap drama in and there. And also the bridge scenes are even more hilarious yeah. because there's just more drama that they're having on this freaking public bridge. Yeah. Well, I'm and pretty I, sure there's, like, more people. Too. No, they yeah. definitely had yeah. more extras they're, just, like, roaming around. Yeah. And <laughs> but also, they didn't have nearly as much action seats in this Yeah, fashion. that's true. Most there's, of that was, like, off-screen implied. There's a lot less Rudy and Tootie, or Rudy Tootie point and shooty going on <laughs> on the screen in the, the second one. Yeah. They're making up for it with... Mob drama on a public bridge with mm -hmm. a lot more rubberneckers there to yeah. overhear it, which, like, mm, yeah. the drama, but also, like, public bridge! Yeah, because, okay, it starts out the way that you imagine, they get to the hotel, they go everything, Katya gets left behind. As you do <laughs> when you're Katya and you get left behind mm -hmm. in your sexy, sexy little red dress. Yeah, 
and the fur. You know, Gontrav is doing his mod. But then Katya gets a visit from the maid when they bring up the extra pillows and towels that they had ordered, and it's Sophia. And we get like a moment. We get a we moment. Get, like, cause here's the thing. Like, yes. They were very gay before, but this is like they added, no implication. They there. added so much yeah. lingering, like longing yeah. gazes. There was yeah. there was so much lingering yeah. in this scene. This entire scene is literally like I saw you from across the bar and I like your vibe. That is all yeah. this is, which ends with like if Angelina Jolie looked at me like that, I would fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, I mean, like I get it. I'm, I'm, I ha- it. I'm, I'm having like a little gay panic thinking about Angelina Jolie and Gina Gershon. Contained. But it ends with Sophia dropping that. Oh yeah, there's a message waiting for you up front. I think it was someone called Valerie. <laughs> That's not suspicious at all. I know Planet why cool. I had so many pillows are for the cat to sit on. <clears throat> they yeah. are. They're all for the cat. They're all for Pashka. They're all for Pashka. So, of course, she has to meet her brother, and they talk. It's just like the original. They still do not tell us. They do not try to come up with a better reason for why this is happening. No reason. And it is so tense. It is so good. They added a lot of lingering here, too. Yeah. But, like, a different kind of lingering. This isn't sexy lingering. This is tense lingering. Because, like, the... (laughs) I love Eric Roberts for how kinda weird he can be in a very subtle way. And I know that doesn't sound like a compliment, but it is. <laughs> and this scene, he plays that, like, stoicism up real well. Well, and, like, I don't know what they were doing with the cinematography, mm-hmm. but I was very uncomfortable. Yeah. And if I had been... <clears throat> If I was just at a cafe mm-hmm. and there were two people having that conversation, yeah. I would be like, are these long estranged siblings? Partners? Have did they kill someone together? Like the tension was without any kind of indication of where it came yeah. from. But I don't know. I got the impression crawl. I got yeah. the impression that they at least killed somebody together. Yeah. I could see that. Those are the vibes. I could hundred percent see that. But also like Eric Roberts is such a, like, proto-Agent um, Smith in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's, like, eerie. Would it be proto-Agent? When did, when did the Matrix come out? Like, right after this. Because I'm pretty sure they literally went from filming Gontrov to filming the Matrix. Hmm. I think so. Though, because Gontrov was in development hell, it could have been that the filming was done, a, like, a while oh, beforehand. Yeah. 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 Because I know it got delayed by, like, maybe a year or two from home release, and it never got a theater release. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I wonder if it had come out after The Matrix, if it would have gotten a theater release, just yeah. based on how mm-hmm, popular the Wachowskis got. Yeah. Because yeah. oh. they totally could have demanded that from the studio. Oh, yeah. With the clout they had. Yeah. It just came out at exactly the wrong time. Yeah. Hey, we just popped out The Matrix. Uh, put this one in theaters, too. Mm-hmm. Put our weird mobster passion project. Yeah. Yep. Maybe then, like, more people would know it exists. <laughs> it's like, the fact that they got their hands on it, on Goncharov, was amazing. But then the fact that, once again, the studio refused to even acknowledge the it. The timing! It got treasure yeah, planeted! It didn't even get, like, the distribution that mm-hmm. the original did. And the original, like, you, can, you, you can't even find them anymore. Yeah. But this one was worse. It's like, if... If I couldn't find it online, I would have assumed it was, like, a tax write-off then. Mm -hmm. Well, and, like, it could be that they were in development hell for so long that the rights changed again. Because the rights were getting kicked around so much. Yeah. Yeah. That That could have been it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, actually, that, that reminds me that when I was first, like, trying to remember this whole situation... For some reason, I got the vibe that I did from Alpha and Omega, where it was just like, this is a front for something, isn't it? Like, this is just to cover up some money laundering yeah. or this something. This is just That's to, like, keep the like. rights or something. Yeah. It, but it, it felt very strange. Yeah. And then, like, actually seeing it, it's like, no, no, this is an actual movie. It's not a front for anything. It's just like, 
they really did this, and then everybody forgot about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so, after this, we get to see what Goncharov is up to. And here's the thing, is it turns out he's tailing Andre, And as they're going through Nepal, Naples, why did I say Nepal? As they're going through Mm -hmm. Naples... (laughs) Now that would be an entirely different movie. Maybe with less bridge scenes? I don't know how many bridges they have in Nepal. Or more terrifying bridge scenes. Oh, oh. you're up in the Himalayas. Oh, more ter- Oh, yeah. They may not be going into a, uh... They may not be going into the ocean, but they're gonna be going somewhere, and it is down. Not many uh, people to see, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be an excellent place to have your mob drama. Oh, my God. Um, as they're going around Naples, he is following Andre, and it's very much like a, what's going on here, what's going- he's gonna do this, but then, we get the scene, where from a distance, I don't know if Andre realizes that he's being tailed, or if, like, he just looked in the right place at the right time, but he looks directly at Gontroff from across the street. Like, there's this tense, like, what is this? And you just see Mario come up behind him and pull him into wherever they were hanging out outside of. And that's it. Not to stereotype as someone who is queer, but I think there's just something built into catty gays where they can just lock on to an ex. And I think that's what, that wasn't even, like, Mob instincts? No. It's just the That vibes. was gay ex's instincts. <laughs> it really was. His spidey senses were tingling. Oh, yeah. Oh, were they tingling? He could sense that a salty ex was there. <laughs> he felt the disturbance in the forest. <laughs> Even though I want to say it's Goncharov who broke up with Andre. I don't know. It. That's the thing, is like... <sighs> the, the details of what happens are left... For you to decide. Yeah. They give you all the broad strokes. Like, we know they were together. We know that there was jealousy with Katya. We know that Katya was the other woman. (laughs) Which is the biggest revelation they could have thrown. Yeah. Because that comes out during the beach. The beach. The bridge confrontation. The beach. (laughs) The beach. Barbie is infecting your brain. There is a beach there. It's just really far down. Funny enough, the only Ken I had was Beach Ken. Beach Ken. His job is beach. (laughs) I did have a Prince Ken, but Mom and I have looked through all the Prince Kens we can find, and we cannot find the one that I have. And we still have it somewhere. Ooh. Ooh. Forbidden, yeah. Forbidden Prince Ken. Yeah. Anyway. He's the one that they don't talk to anymore. He did something. <laughs> She's Barbie. He's just gone drop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The crossover we didn't know we needed. I love it. Oh god. Okay, where were we? Hell. Oh yeah. The Katya Gontrov. Um, because, okay, that happens further in the movie. We have the first bridge fight first. First, 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 I can't speak today. I don't know what is wrong with me. It's the three of us all being in the same room. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's having an effect. <laughs> um. <laughs> Our brain cells are decaying at a very rapid rate. Yes. So, we have the first bridge fight between Katya and Goncharov. They're duking it out. And then that follows to Mario meeting with Ice Pick Joe. So you have Antonio Bendez and John Malkovich. <laughs> that was such a weird... <laughs> is so oh. weird. And, and they're both, like, on the same... They're, like, matching their energy, but in a different font. Yeah. That's the only it's... way I can describe yeah. it. Yeah. Is they are fully, like, on the exact same level, just in different games. I want them to be in something together again. Yeah. Because that was just so weird. I yeah. gotta see it again. This, this entire movie, I literally just could not hear anything but Puss in Boots when he was on screen. It messed me up. The tragedy of being a 2000s child. Yeah, there's just so much Shrek. Meanwhile, like... So much Shrek. Because, like, that's the thing is, I look at his face at this era, and I'm like, oh, it's the dad. What does he him. look like again? Oh, but that's then... what he looks like. <laughs> I didn't... 
Look! Shrek, okay? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the friend I used to hang out with and sleep over mm -hmm. with a lot had the McDonald's Shrek glasses with nice. all of the cadmium in them. That kills you? Yeah, she had those. Jesus. And we drank out of them, so... Oh, dear. I know that I'm partially like this because I never got my rabies shots as a kid, but that might be another explanation. <laughs> I need to get a well, lead testing kit. Same. You do. You seem like the kind of person who would need one the most out of all of us, considering the stuff in this room. Yeah. Anyways, so... Katya has confronted Goncharov on the bridge about whatever happened. And what the fuck is up, yeah. Kyle? <laughs> what the fuck is up, Kyle? And they're that, still not telling us. Yeah. That, that killed me. That even the Wachowskis would yeah. deny me this. They, they did, play it so much better. They do play it so much better. It's just like it keeps feeling like they're yeah. gonna tell you and then they just leave yeah. out like crucial yeah. details. They always leave out just enough that you feel like if you were yeah. in this circle, you would know just by one or two details you would have picked up just from, like, talking to them like a normal human being. They leave out mm -hmm. just enough that we still can't figure oh, yeah. out what he did. Because I... Because, like, they do... They they do the best and the worst thing, which is they also play into the fact that there's so many people around. Because they will start to get worked up, but then you have what the moment of, like, she almost says it and she holds herself back because they're on a public bridge. They are taking advantage of the fact that they're on a public bridge yes. this time. The first the first movie, they just were pretending it was like... Yeah. They were pretending it was like a closed room with just them in yeah. there, acting like there was nobody around. This time, they are actually like acknowledging yeah. that there are people around them and they should maybe try to censor the mob drama yeah. a little bit. And it makes it so much tenser. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, yeah. Because then it's like actually... It draws attention to the fact that they are surrounded by people. Oh my god. And if god. they say too much, it's gonna be bad. Yeah. And I do think that aspect makes Sophia so much more interesting, too, because all of a sudden there's, mm -hmm. like... I think it lends a lot more credence to the theory that she is some kind of, like, mafia... Yeah. ...with a garage. Uh, this is then, of course, followed by Mario hiring, or not hiring, meeting with Ice Pick Joe. They talk. They're talking about Katya. Um, he promises to take the care way, of her. Who? Who does Ice Pick Joe again? I can't remember. John Malkovich. Yeah. The way he plays Ice Pick Joe adds just the right flavor of unhinged. Mm. But then we get to the boathouse when he meets <sighs> with Katya. And first of all, this time he is, like, implicitly her uncle. She calls him Uncle Joe. But, like, I still don't know if they're, like, if he's, like, her uncle by blood, if it's, like, a mob family thing, if he's just, like, a family friend. See, her um, Her calling him Uncle Joe sounded yeah. creepier to me yeah. than when people called him Ice Pick Joe. Yeah. Something was... about the way that she's like, Uncle Joe! Just... Yes. Please, yeah. that's yeah. not... He, like, totally melts. That's nobody's uncle. That's Ice yeah. Pick Joe. Please. Yeah. But it's the thing of, like... He does, like, kind of melt. Like, that's his, that's, you know, that's little Katya. But then, like, the second that Ice Pick Joe flips back on, it's, ew. It's, ew. It is so, ugh. He <sighs> plays, the, 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 the flavor of deranged that mm -hmm. this man just manifests on his face the moment he switches back into Ice Pick Joe mode is just. I don't like it. That man is unsettling. That's I wish like, he'd brought... he's a cryptid. I wish he'd brought more Ice Pick Joe into other roles he was in. Yes. Because he's so good at that. It was Maybe he was too good. Maybe he decided like I can't mm -hmm. subject like, audiences. I can't to this. keep doing this or people are gonna start running out yeah. of the theater. <laughs> it's too powerful. The Wachowskis yeah. were like, We need you to tone it down. Yeah. I think what happened was he got possessed by the spirit <laughs> of the real Ice Pick Joe. Yes. And they had to exercise him at the end of the movie or else he'd just yeah. be deranged forever. Well, God, that's also a thing that we forgot to mention is that, like, this was based on, like, real events. Uh-huh. It's like, I've seen one of the, the um, they're, I forget what the family name is. It's not actually Goncharov. It's something derivative of that. Because I've seen descendants of the original Goncharov. Yeah. 
on TikTok talking about uh, like their family story, mm-hmm. and it's fascinating. But the movies uh, also just kind of use it to their own means. Yeah, yeah. sometimes the based on a true story <clears throat> is just like. Yeah. Their names are in there, but that's it. Yeah. It's based on a true um, story because it's based on a couple real people, but so their story... Maybe he did get possessed mm-hmm. by his McJoe. I think he did. Oh, Where God. did he come yeah. from? Oh, my God. Where did, Where did he, he go? go? Where, Where did, did he, he come, come from, from Ice McJoe? God, the way, like, his fucking eyes just... Ah. Him, ugh. I don't even know how to describe what happened in his eyes. It's like, the way he looks at her, because that's the thing, is it's... It's like muscle control. It is goddamn muscle control. It was like, the, like micro movements in his face. It was like the insanity version of how ADHD people can just unfocus their eyes on command. Okay, Dead. unfortunately, the movie that I was thinking of to compare performances uh, came out in 2000 because I was going to say Christian Bale walked so John Malkovich could run, but American Psycho came out the yeah. year after. But still, they both gave a very similar yes. level of, like, minute control yes. they were over going, every muscle in their face. They were going at the same pace in the, um, like, the walk yeah. around the ra- the uh, thing in gym class. Yeah. They, they, they were, were both the wa- same pace. They were both wearing uh, Cookie Monster pajama pants. Yeah. <laughs> no, one was a goth, the other they, was wearing Cookie Monster pajamas. They wish. Yeah. They wish they could possess what Cookie <laughs> Monster, <laughs> Monster pajama, pajama girls, girls have. Oh, yeah. They wish they could have what they have. They're just, they're just built different. Yeah. They're, they're a different breed. They wish they could be a cookie pajamas, mo- cookie cookie monster pajamas. Oh, no. <laughs> the brain cells are bleeding out of our skulls with every word we speak. Oh god, are we being possessed by Ice Pig Joe? No, no. I can't afford Get another exorcism. Get I love the fact that now the dog is quiet because whenever we get loud, I'm waiting for him to start whining. But there is only silence. He is afraid. John Malkovich got him. No! <laughs> no! He would love that, actually. He could go to Naples and meet so many new friends. Oh my God. He, could go to, he could go to Naples and meet so many new friends and Roanoke could have yeah. the living room back. Oh, because, okay, yeah. So the whole thing with Valerie... Uh, happens like valerie eventually comes at some point gontrov reveals that he's been watching the whole thing and confronts that katya cue katya then breaking gontrov's watch because here's the thing we don't see it just like the original when things like when they start to tussle when things start to go south they cut to like the perspective from the bridge and we hear like the big crash and something happened. And later on, it's verbally confirmed that it's Katya that broke Gontrav's watch, which, important note, was an anniversary present. Oh, I didn't catch oh, that. Yes! Shit! That's why she wasn't freaking out, or at least that's what she said. She's like, you know, oh, I got it for you. I can just get you another. And he's like, but this is sentimental. Like, it was their first anniversary. Mm-hmm. That dog. That's horrifying. <laughs> Maybe he brought somebody back from Naples. He's like, with I him. heard you talk about Ice Pick Joe. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> I'm scared. He's out here. Help! His, <laughs> his cone is the only reason he's not able to open that door. Terrifying. Oh. The dog knows too much. So, everything happens going on, but I want to fast forward to like. To the scene of the quote-unquote couples. Because you have the couples of Gontrov and Katya and Mario and Andrea. And then, of course, you know, Sophia's just on the side. Then you get everything kind of switched around. Now, we get this, like, intercut thing of Gontrov finally going to talk to Andrea. Mm-hmm. And them having this tense confrontation because, like, he's jealous of Mario but then, of course, we get that big reveal that, well, why is he jealous of Mario? He cheated on Andre with Katya. He left him to marry the other woman, which, oh my god! Betrayal. So much drama. Yeah. And this is happening at the same time that Sophia and Katya are having 
their like penultimate meeting because they've been meeting throughout all of this. Sometimes we get a conversation. Sometimes we just see Sophia going into her room. But we see their final confrontation when they can't deny any of it again. And like Gontrov and Andre across town are having this tense confrontation. And in the meantime, Sophia and Katya sleep together. <laughs> and listen, if you've seen Bound, you know what's up. Oh, we know what's up. We know what's up. We know what the fuck is up, Kyle. What the fuck is up, what Kyle? What the fuck is up, Kyle? I'm gonna have that vine in my head for the next week now. I hope you know that. Good. <laughs> oh, the baby. He's scared of Ice Pick Joe. He is. We get to the boathouse scene. Everything happens as usual. You know, by the end of it, this whole confrontation, Ice Pick Joe is dead and Katya is wounded. She is just as insistent that it was Gontrov that shot her, despite the fact that, yeah, it is the wrong caliber, but no one really draws that much attention to that, which makes sense because he's a mob guy. He would have multiple guns. Exactly. Of course. Just because it doesn't match the one that's on him. He's in the gun shop. Of course yeah. he's got guns. He owns the gun shop. He owns the gun shop. So it's treated, like, a lot tenser. They still take that, like, 70s angle to dealing with domestic abuse, but that doesn't change that, like, they give it the gravity that a modern show would. And I also found the boat scene so much more tense because they, I think they used Ice Pick Joe better yeah. in this one. Oh, and yeah. I mean, part of that is... It's John Malkovich. It's John Malkovich. Mm-hmm. And have you seen No Country for Old Men? No, but I've watched parts of it. Like, just... Yeah. Javier Bardem in that. Mm-hmm. Like, Actually, they know how I, to direct a I, scary guy. I think I have seen that. It, oh, it, yeah. It's I, the one with the poopy. Yeah. He has the air Javier Bardem thing. has the horrifying bowl cut. Yes. yes. I remember the And he has like the air pressure pew pew that he pew. holds up to their head. Yeah, pew pew. <laughs> <laughs> After he <Yeah>. flips. <laughs> Just. <laughs> the sound of murder. <laughs> they know how to uh, film that kind yeah. of like menace. Yeah. So when everything went dark in the boathouse, mm. I was just like, ice pick, ice pick, ice pick. So, of course, we then get to, like, after she's recovering, they're back on the bridge, why is she walking, um, and they're confronted by Mario and Andre, and they have the fight. No one hired Ice Pick Joe. Andre explicitly says Katya is the reason that, you know, they broke up. Like, this comes up again. He confronts her to her face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like... They really... I love Katya, but I kind of yeah. wanted them to throw each other yes. off the bridge. Yes. Again, I wanted them to catfight even more than the last one. Again, nobody goes off the bridge. Yes. Even though they crank the drama up so much higher in this yeah. one. He also then confronts Gontrov with the information that Valerie is in town and he saw him with Katya. To which she then turns around and says, yeah, because he's the one. Who hired the Ice Pick Joe? Who else would have brought their uncle to Naples? Mm. Which comes out of left field. And when you actually look at it, it's like, wait a minute. You literally just said you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, but then she's immediately trying to spin it with like this certainty that like, no, it was him. It's a little, it's a little suspicious. It's just a little. A little. Just, just a little. little. Girl, you know something. Yep. So. That then comes to probably the biggest change of the whole movie, which is the fact that they don't go back to the hotel after this. Mm -hmm. The police come to them. The bridge is swarmed, to which then Mario drags Andrea away. It's far more dramatic this time. Because they're in the thick of it. It's on a bridge. And if you pay attention, a lot of people tend to assume that Katya's running into Valerie's arms because, you know, he's a cop Mm -hmm. in this one. He's not KGB. He is a cop. Um, But if you pay attention, that that person's not taller than her. 
I'm like 99% sure that is Gina Gershon. I'm, I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't She's think it was. into Sophia's arms. I didn't think it was Valerie, but I didn't think that it was Sophia either. I just didn't get a good enough look, mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, whatever. She's running to yeah. somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, presumably a cop, but. But that person's about the right height. Well, that makes a lot more sense. We need to see, like, one of those, like, frame by frame. Yeah. Like, we need somebody to do a Category 5 autism yeah. moment on those, like, six frames I where will. we get a I goodish will. view. Do not tempt me. I will. I'm not tempting you. <laughs> I'm commanding <laughs> you. Oh, my God. So, of course, Gontrov once again, chooses suicide by cop. This is far more dramatic because there is no pretense that he's going to be arrested. Like, he straight up just starts terrorizing them and threatening. And he does, I mean, he gets riddled with bullets, but yeah. the fact that he goes off the bridge was giving such, like, oh. fallen angel vibes. Yeah. Which yes. he didn't entirely deserve. No. He didn't deserve the angel part, it but, like, cool, it looked but... good. And yeah. finally good. somebody goes over the bridge. Yeah. Granted, they're already dead, but yeah. still. It was so much better use, mm-hmm. which only makes it even heavier as it fades into Katya's family monologue, which they save and move to that very final scene. Mm-hmm. And it's playing over everything as we see, like, the aftermath of this. Andrew breaking down in Mario's arms. Uh, the, like, the reveal of, like, Katya just shocked and frozen, single tear rolling down her cheek. And, of course, Valerie's gonna take her back to Russia after this, because that's the best thing for her, and she has Sophia come with her. Mm-hmm. Except this time, it's kind of implying that, you know, Sophia's the family that she's building this like life with. It's not Gontrov, it's not Valerie. And it's not Ice Pick Joe. They're gonna <laughs> run away together. Once, yeah. Well once they make it over there, they're gonna run away together. Yeah. Then they're gonna bring the cat with them. <laughs> and the fact that they moved it to the end also made it feel more like she was trying to justify her yeah. choices. Mm-hmm. Less like she was trying to put on yeah some kind of an act, but, yeah. like, she need. it wasn't that she needed Goncharov to believe mm-hmm. it, it was that she needed to believe it. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. It was so much more impactful. Yeah. And this then fades into the final bridge scene. Katya's not the one on the bridge. Valerie is. Valerie oh. is standing on the bridge looking out over Naples and where his now deceased brother-in-law had fallen. And you see Katya and Sophia hailing a cab on the end of the bridge. Mm-hmm. And you see him think back to that night when Ice Pick Joe and Katya got shot. But we see it from Sophia's point of view. And we then see Valerie check his watch and look to the women before going to get into the taxi with them and we fade to black. And honestly, that's almost more menacing than the original (laughs) because it kind of implies to me that Katya has accepted Uh this knowledge. Like, she has accepted the fact that Sophia is her new monster. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. she has replaced Goncharov with another monstrous person. Yeah. And then I think Valerie is putting together that Sophia might be even more dangerous Mm -hmm. than Goncharov was. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, like he hasn't gotten his sister so back. Much. No, he has just delivered his sister yeah. to a new captor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's only a temporary reprieve until things start up again. Oh yeah, because oh, his God. sister has horrible taste. Yes. Absolutely atrocious. Yeah, but there's still like the weird implication throughout this all, like just the very subtle way and the draws that like I can see between it and Bound, where it's like was Katya in on it because this one I believe far more that she could have even be the master be, could have could have even been the mastermind so we need what you're saying is we need uh, a second remake yes that's just moves Katya from the she's maybe a mastermind to she is she's yeah. absolutely the mastermind yes 
She is the one who girl actually boss, owns the gun boss, shop. Yes. She's, she owns the building. She is the yes. proprietor of this gun shop. Yes. <laughs> she doesn't just own the gun shop. She owns the property. She owns the shell company that owns <laughs> yes. the gun yes. shop. I'm never going to get over the casting they did for, like, pure chemistry. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing about all of these actors is, like, a lot of them feel like weird picks. But then you actually see Javier Bardem and Robert Downey Jr. like going at each other. They fit together really well. They really do. It's like the madness oh bounces off of them between yeah. them like an echo chamber of insanity. Yeah. I also like so Katya and Valerie were explicitly Russian. Yes. But I don't think if they ever truly identified Goncharov as Russian in no, this. No, I don't think they ever did. Which I think was a good choice mm. instead of being like he's Russian, ignore his accent. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they did not try to play with that. <laughs> yeah, I kind I like that because mm-hmm. you didn't because they didn't bring any attention to it. Mm-hmm. I just didn't notice until yeah. later, and I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Might they have a Spanish actor play a Russian?" But yeah. they just never Don't mentioned about it. it was Russian. But it works. Yeah, it was great. It was. It really was. Mm-hmm. I could not have imagined anyone else taking over for Robert De Niro. Yeah, and the next Goncharov. Uh, remake that we need. My dog will need to be present. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Screw Pachka. I want Indy. <laughs> that or we're casting him as the next Ice Pick Joe. <laughs> I mean, he might be possessed by Ice Pick Joe now. Who knows? He's been out there for a while. I don't know. If we open the door and he's like got one in his mouth, oh no, it's time to run. Do you own an Ice Pick? Oh, no. No. Okay. I don't like that you had to think about it, but then again, my parents let me play with a machete when I was, like, five, so... We used to have a scythe. Like, a full-sized harvesting scythe. I actually wish we still did, because the weed whacker doesn't work, and a scythe would be really handy. I also had to remember where I left the hammer, but it's in my toolbox. Okay. So he can't get it. We will not be murdered by your dog. Okay. Probably not. Every now and then, if he gets too excited on the stairs, I'm... I just, I wonder if he's going to take me out at the knees, and that'll be how I go. He, he's hes a big boy. Yeah. He is a big boy. He's big enough to look me in the eyes without, like, raising his head while I was sitting on the couch. You remember that, yeah, right? Yeah, I remember he just, that. He, we, I'm just sitting on the couch, and this dog just walks up, puts his front feet between my feet, and just leans in and stares at me. <laughs> it was so strange. Thank you for listening to You Got to Know. Be sure to share with your friends and family.